Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast. Your favorite podcast, man. I hope everybody's having a great day coming to you live from the game room. Man, I'm starting to love recording sitting in this gaming chair. Just all around loving the game chair, period. You know, I got my own little spot, my own little space. And every time somebody comes into the living room, goes into the kitchen, I like to spin my chair around like a... a, a a super villain, you know how that that super villain spin around. And he got the little cat in his lap. Oh, I bet you are wondering why I've gathered you here today, face ass. Like, <laughs> let me stop. Um, man. So, any barbers listening today? If you're a barber and you're listening, raise your hand. Now put your hand down, you jackass, because I can't even see you. <laughs> But I want to know, when did barbers become such divas? Yeah, barbers have become divas lately. I've noticed this. And I think that dealing with a barber is like the close, the closest that a man will experience what it's like to uh, <laughs> be be played by, be played or played with by another man. Pause. Now, what you talking about, Deville? Relax, I'm going to tell you. You ever notice that? When you um when you first meet a barber, first of all, barbers will holler at you. Barbers holler at you like a dude holler at, hollers at a chick. You ever notice that you be standing outside a strip mall or walking through a parking lot and the barber will just ram- randomly approach you and be like, hey, man, come mess with me. I'm down here at this shop, best barber in town. Come holler at me. <laughs> that sound familiar, you know? And they'll look at your haircut. They'll look at your haircut and they'll judge it. Like, yeah, I can do way better than whoever cutting your hair. Don't that sound like something that you tell a female? Yeah. Come on, let a real one. I do you way better than that guy. Like, damn, son. <clears throat> you trying to cut my hair? You trying to get in my drawers? But then you, you decide, you say, you know what? I'm going to go check him out. I'm going to go check him out. Now, the VLDI went through this period where I used to barber hop. hop. Yeah, I was like something like a barber thought. I would go from barber to barber to barber, and I'm going to tell you why. That first time a barber cuts your hair, you're going to get the best haircut that they can give you. I guarantee it. They're going to take their time. They're going to pay attention. They're going to give you the best of the best because they want you to come back. So cherish that first haircut. That's why I would barber hop because I knew that, you know, every time I went to a new one, he was going to do his best work on me, especially if you catch him on a slow day, you catch him at a slow time, you know, not like on a Saturday or a Friday afternoon, but go in there like a Tuesday, Wednesday, around midday, catch him when he's just kind of sitting there. He's going to give you the best cut ever. Now, be warned. It's just like, like I told you, it's just like hooking up, though, because these dudes, you're only going to get you know, like three good haircuts. The same way, you know, after you smash a chick, you know, two, three times, <laughs> You start ignoring them, pushing, playing them to the left. Barbers do you the same damn way. You're going to get you about three good haircuts. And then from that point on, it's just like they never knew you. 
now all of a sudden your haircut, you, you get a good cut, but the cuts is not quite the same. And now I'm going to let you know when you really finna thoroughly get played by the barber. Once that barber says, hey, here's my number, just hit me up when you about to come. What that means is, <laughs> hit me up and you're not, I'm not going to answer the phone. I called my barber twice today. Didn't answer either either time. Week before last, uh, cause I get my hair cut like every other week, something like that. Uh, week before last, I text him twice, nothing. Barbers have you out here like a uh, like an insecure girlfriend, so I decide I'm just gonna pull up on you. You don't want to answer your phone, I'm just gonna pull you up on you. That's how my barber had me feeling. So I'm driving through the parking lot. And here go this no down dirty bastard standing outside talking on the phone. But guess who he's calling? <clears throat> he's calling me. I look down at my phone as I'm pulling up. He's calling me. Hey, man, sorry about that. I missed your call. I couldn't get to my phone. Sound familiar? Sound familiar, don't it? <clears throat> so I go in and get my cut. Everything's fine and dandy. But I'm just saying, man, these barbers, man, and then... If you get with a you get with a barber sometimes, especially if they don't know you well yet, man, you'll get all the way carried. Like I had a barber when I moved. I was looking for a spot that was close to my house <clears throat> because uh, the place where I normally got my hair cut was probably fifteen minutes away, something like that. So there was a barber spot right around the corner, side to side. I'm gonna check him out. <clears throat> And he did, like I said, that first time, boom, excellent haircut. Second time, boom, then he hit me with the, here's my number. I say, anybody, bitch, is about to go all the way back. So, next time I show up, dude is like, I'm sitting there. And the dude is just sitting there. He's chilling. I'm like, damn, son. So, I sit there, sit there, sit there. Because he told me, you know, uh, I called him. He was like, I'm on the way. So I actually got there before him. So he gets there. And he goes. He sets up the stuff. He just kind of chills. Then two dudes show up. And he's like, man, I thought y'all was supposed to have been here. Like he been here. He just got here. And then he proceeded to cut the other two dudes here before he cut mine. Now, I look at it as appointment or not. First come, first serve. If you made an appointment and he shows up to work and you're not there, and I'm sitting there. I feel like I should get my hair cut. But no, he literally tried to make me sit there while he cut these other two guys' hair. And I was like, nah, I'm out. I went back to my old barber, man. But just as the same way, fellas, that we fought back for Father's Day 2019, I'm putting out the call. We're going to start fighting back against these barbers. I don't know if all ethnicities uh, run into these problems with their barbers, but I know we do out here as black men. We got to fight back. We got to take a stance against these barbers and let them know we're not going to put up with these shenanigans, bro. You're going to cut my damn hair. You're going to cut my damn hair now. <laughs> but no, it's not really that serious, man. I just thought that was entertaining to me. Once I thought about it, I was like, damn, barbers treat you just like like a player would treat a female, and, and it's wild. But um, <clears throat> I saw an interesting story where I guess it was a trend or a challenge where a young lady licked a gallon of ice cream, half a gallon of ice cream, and put it back into the freezer of the store. Now, 
they're saying, I'm not 100% sure how true this part of the story is, but they're saying she's getting a felony for tampering with food because she licked it and then placed it back into the freezer so that somebody else could buy it. Ain't that about a bit? Like, bro, really? You going all that for a drop of cloud? Huh? Um, what would possess a person to want to tamper with somebody else's food? Like, that's, there's levels to everything, man. And some things are just a little lower than others. And I think that's pretty low. That's pretty damn low for you to go in and lick something and then put it back in the freezer. Now I know there's people out there going to say, but DeVille, DeVille, the cold is going to kill the germs. I wouldn't give a damn. And I'm pretty sure that the cold doesn't kill every form of germ or bacteria out there. There's got to be some that will survive that. And would you really want to risk it? Either way, you don't know what type of diseases or infections this person may have. And you're just going to lick the ice cream, put it in there for me to go get this ice cream, take it home, feed it to my kids, and then something happens. And I can't figure out for the life of me why the hell, uh, you know, my kids have this illness or I have this illness. And then it all come to find out it all stems back to this jackass licking on a half a gallon of ice cream. What y'all think about that, man? Hit me up and let me know. <clears throat> if y'all was wondering about the, uh, <laughs> the little uh, interjection during my break yesterday of the Yeah About That podcast, what that was all about. That was just me showing love to um just me showing love to some fellow podcasters that showed me some love. You know, I was I was uh, a week or two back, they featured me as the podcast of the week and, you know, ran a promo for me on the show and everything. And I just felt like it would be it was my due diligence to show that love back, man, because the podcasters out there that's listening, we have to kind of, we have to stick together. In this man, I know that there, it's a friendly competition, and you know, secretly deep down inside, you want to be better than the next podcaster. But at the end of the day, the more of a, more of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, a culture that we build amongst dealing with each other, you know, and, and the bigger that we can make podcasting or our podcast at that. I know podcasting was been around before me; it'll be around after me. But it's just, uh, you know, a certain level of camaraderie. It's camaraderie, I feel, is due, you know, amongst each other just for the sake of, because we're doing it now. If you don't like each other, <laughs> then fuck it, don't do it. But <laughs> I'm just saying, man, it just seems like it's cool. To, it's, it's cooler to me to be, to be uh, supportive of each other because we understand, we know what each other goes through now. Uh oh yeah, I got a call in from uh Fried Oreo. I know y'all probably heard me mention Fried Oreo several times. Um he responded to the responded to the question that I asked about, you know. Uh I don't know the exact question that I asked, but it was like uh why do you, why do you guys think that, you know, uh, homosexuals in this day and age feel the need to come out? And he responded to that so after the break, we're going to go into that response, and then, you know, I'll respond to that. You asked an innocently naive question about um, homosexuals and why do they need to come out? Why can't they just keep it to themselves? And basically because 
they are tired of having to hide it. Um, imagine you having to hide that you are a heterosexual. It's not even something you can grasp as a concept because us as male human beings have kind of pretty much never had to worry about that by and large. But uh, what we are starting to notice now is a renaissance of recognition of different lifestyles other than the popular one. So this is why you are seeing uh, Nas X and, and other various rappers and entertainers and celebrities and politicians come out as gay. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's something hopefully we can get over to where they won't need to do that because it won't be as much of a shock. All right, so yeah, I get what uh, Friday was saying, but I wasn't really saying why do they need to come out in the sense of why, you know, or are in suggesting that they hide their sexuality. I was saying why do they need come to come out more in the form of why do they feel the need to make an announcement about it instead of just living as they are. Because it's not like their uh, people won't recognize them being homosexuality, if, uh, homosexual if they just live their lifestyle. My thing was more about why is there a need to make an announcement, especially a public announcement like, hey, I'm gay. Just live your life, bro. I mean, and people will figure it out. Now, I do understand that uh, probably in, in, in these areas of politics and entertainment that there probably is influences that are telling them you know don't say anything about it you know keep it in the closet is that's where the term coming out of the closet come from keep it in the closet don't mention it don't ask don't tell type of things because there was even a time where they didn't want r&b singers excuse me or artists at all to or actors and so on and so forth to let it be known they were even in relationships because they wanted people to have that air of um, the, uh, availability. They wanted people, their their uh, fans, to feel like they were accessible, that there was a chance that they might actually could be with them. So I get that part. And I get the part that, uh, you know, people are hiding things, hiding their sexuality. And that's one thing that I may have lost sight of, though, living where I live in the Atlanta area, um, where there are so many people that are just openly gay at this point, it's just kind of like maybe I did for a second lose sight of the fact that there are some places where it's not as well received and that people are more reluctant to uh, let it be known that they're homosexual. But at the end of the day, you know, the point that I overall was trying to make was do whatever you want to do. And Okay, if you want to make a public announcement, make a public announcement. I just didn't never understood and still don't really understand why they feel that there's a need to make a public announcement as to their sexuality instead of just being gay. If you're gay, just be gay. You know, show up to the award show with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, with whatever. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to say, hey, everybody look out, look over here. I don't know, but there's nothing wrong with it. It is great for the homosexual, the LBGTQ. They keep adding letters to that thing. But it is great for that community to see people of, you know, different walks of life representing for them. So I definitely don't feel that it's a situation where they should, you know, not talk about it. 
skip. But at the same time, it's just, like I said, that whole just making a public announcement about it is, is where I was trying to get an understanding more of. You see what I'm saying? Either way, let's keep this show rolling. Somebody asked me about podcasting. Uh, hit me up on the on the email for the What the Ville Thinks. I haven't did a What the Ville Thinks in a while. And they were asking me about how to get listeners and said they've been watching YouTube videos and all that type of stuff to try to uh, understand and learn how to attract more people to their show. And I was like, what? Really? There's YouTube videos about that? So I went and I clicked in my search bar and found uh, not just one, but several videos that said things like how to get how to launch a podcast with a thousand listeners. And I was like, well, damn. So I clicked on it and I watched. It was like an hour and a half long, though, the first one I saw. So I didn't watch all of it. I watched probably 20 minutes. And then I went, you know, I went down to the suggestions. And there were more suggestions of, you know, how to launch a successful podcast, how to gain more listeners. And all of these things that they were mentioning were good advice. Uh, but it wasn't really like, it wasn't anything groundbreaking. It wasn't anything that I hadn't tried or or that I wasn't currently doing, but it was great information if you didn't know. But that's how big a deal getting listeners is in podcasting, that people are actually out here benefiting and profiting from the idea of that they know or have a better understanding than most people to how to gain listeners. So that's what they was asking me, you know, how do you get people to listen to your podcast and, you know, how long does it take to record or a show? And both of those are questions that have really no definite answer. To get listeners, you're going to have to promote your ass off daily. Uh, You can spend and then how long does it take as long as you want it to take? There are people that take weeks to do a show. There's. Like Mr. No Show, I know Mr. No Show takes a good amount of time putting into his uh putting into his productions of things that he puts together. He'll take he'll take weeks at a time sometimes to put a show together. Uh Fried Oreo, he started taking time, uh longer periods of time between shows to put stuff together. And it's really up to you how long it's gonna take. But with that get gaining listeners, that's just you're gonna have to promote your ass off. And your podcast, you know, you can do a you can do a show in an hour and a half, two hours, and be ready to rock. Or you can take a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever to put something together. But the at the end of the day, you could put take as much time as you want and put as great a content together <laughs> as you can. But if nobody's listening, you know, it's like, hmm, well. So listeners are very important. I'm kind of talking in a circle about it, but... Because there's no real definite answers. There's no magic trick. There's no secret salt, secret formula that you can put together that's going to guarantee you're going to attract people uh, to your page. So my advice is um, promote heavily on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's tons of different podcast groups on uh, Facebook where you can share and promote your podcast. Um you can do ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Facebook and Instagram ads are remarkably cheap. Remarkably cheap. 
You know what I mean? You can run an ad for three, four days for like 10, 10 bucks. You can run an ad and, you know, I have had some success with running those ads. But the thing about it is, you know, a lot of times it's, oh, you gain a bunch of one-time listeners for the most recent, you know, two or three episodes that you put out. And then, you know, you may retain a couple of those. But overall, trying to build that listenership is going to take a lot of work. It's going to take word of mouth. And it's going to take hell of promotion. You can't just rely on just making the show and throwing it up and think that people are going to run to it. You got to think about everything from how you title the show, uh, what time of the day you release the show, what days of the week you release the show. Because they, they all these things make a difference i realized that uh when i had did a rescheduling of my show when my daughter first came in town and i was doing like uh three shows a week or something like that versus the everyday thing that i was normally doing and i realized that that's when i really realized that certain days of the week people just aren't going to tune in like that you know the numbers are going to be low you know and then there's certain days of the week that it's just boom takes off and then, you know, how you title your show. How you title your show is, is probably, to me, I feel is more important than the description. Because, you know, it gets people. It's the first thing people say. And then that will lead them to reading the description. But at the end of the day, all you can really do is put together content. Put together content that you feel is good enough that if somebody hears what you have to say, they'll want to hear more of what you have to say. And, you know, be consistent with it. If you say that your show comes out on Fridays at 7 o'clock, make sure you have a show up Friday at 7 o'clock. People love consistency. People love something to look forward to, especially knowing, you know, that there's a schedule instead of having to guess or kind of come back and keep checking or wondering when the next episode is going to drop. When people know that there's going to that it's going to drop at a certain time, like there's a I have a certain core audience that I've built right now that I know generally on most days I'll have this many listens by a certain time in the day because those are the people, those are you out there that enjoy my show and y'all going to tune in. And then there's the others, you know, the, the I don't want to call them the fill-in, but there's those other listens that I may or may not get. I wish. If you're one of the people that listen to my show daily, man, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, thoughts by DeVille Di uh, at Gmail. Hit me up and let me know that you're one of my listeners because I can't. You know, other than people who like applaud, who listen on Anchor and hit that little applaud button, I don't know who you are, and I would love to know who you are. And get more interaction going on with you guys. So if you listen on Anchor, hit that applause button. Send me the voicemails. Definitely uh, hit me up on Twitter, D V I L L E underscore Di. Same on Instagram, uh, Thoughts by DeVille Di on the Facebook page, man, and, you know, get in contact me. But y'all didn't come here for that, did you? Nope. Y'all came here for some discipline, and that's exactly what I'm going to give you. So, discipline for the day, man. Don't be afraid to share your knowledge. Don't be afraid to reach out to others and take the time out to school or teach someone else. But, you know, a lot of times people get selfish and rightfully so with information because you know they've done the due diligence to gather information to do the research to figure out how to do things and then they don't feel like they should just hand it out to people 
You know what I mean? But you should. At least I think you should. There was an African, a whole African guy told me one time that the man, uh, a man who hoards knowledge is, uh, what did he say? A man who hoards knowledge is of this dead, the devil, the shaitan is how he put it. The devil. Man who hoards knowledge is of the devil. Because knowledge doesn't belong to anyone. It's meant to be shared. You're meant to build communities. Men should be builders of communities, builders of empires, builders of villages, builders of culture. So how are you going to do that if everything that you learn, everything that you know, you just want to keep it to yourself? You don't want to share it with anybody. You may even only share it with the closest people around you, your friends and your family who are interested in what you know. But you should share it with someone. A lot of times when you go out and, and you try to get mentorship from people, you know, they'll they'll beat around the bush. They'll, you know, how'd you do this? Well, it was just a lot of hard work, a lot of stay prayed up. Uh, no, I, that's not what I want to know. I want to know what are the steps that I need to take to do this. Now, even if you were to charge a mentoring fee, that's okay. Just make the knowledge accessible. Because people who are really out there who are in search of knowledge won't mind paying for that knowledge. Even if you, you sh even if, and, and, and make it obtainable. Don't set it so hard, high, so far out there that it's only available to the elites. Historically, that's what pe men of knowledge have done for a long time. They would gather knowledge and then they make this circle and that knowledge was only for people who was initiated, indoctrinated into this circle. If you were outside of this circle, you couldn't have it. Like there was a time even with the Bible where only a certain class of people, only a certain people were allowed to possess and read the Bible. Think about that. Whether you're religious or not, just think about that. And we still to this day have that mentality of we want to just get this knowledge and make this knowledge just for me and nobody else can have it figured out on your own. But in the position that we're in in the world today with economics being the way they are and you know the way the world is headed this is definitely the time where we need to be building our communities whatever your community is whatever and whoever your community your village your tribe however you want to look at it consists of you need to do your part to help build that up take this information use it however you will but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today oh my goodness Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now get out there and get shit done. No, I'm not editing that out, man. Let it roll. I'm out of here. Peace.